start yeah. with this. We don't need to warm up. No warm up. We're just, just did it make your blood hot? Yeah, just <sighs> so bad. There's a few things in this world that make my blood hot. This is one of them. Uh huh. And especially, so yeah, especially because it's so well done. Visually, it's a really well done oh. movie. Yeah. Like the depends what you mean by it. well done, right? Right. The production, <laughs> the production of it. Oh, the money they put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wish they would have made yeah. something more beautiful. Even if he was a Cormac McCarthy, I mean, a nominal mm-hmm. Catholic, you know, Roman Catholic. Is he? Mm-hmm. What is he? Atheist. Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. But he made one of my favorite movies. That would be a good angle. Why is something so dark and awful as Old Country for Old No Country for Old Men? Why is that okay? Cormac but, didn't make the movie. Well, I know, but why is that okay? But this movie is just atrocious. That would be a good. Oh yeah. We talked about this in Open Wine. Two. Yeah. I don't know. I don't listen to our old podcast. Because well, No Country for Old Men <laughs> is fiction. Yeah. And this is this is a this retelling is, of the Bible. Yeah. Right. That's a different category. Yeah. Yeah. But I still disagree with you. That's fine. I don't remember what we were talking about, but it's my job in life to. Uh, be my thorn. <laughs> Contra Jonah. <laughs> now when so, I watch Batman, I'm just going to think of Christian Bale and Moses. Yeah. <laughs> Bat Moses. Bat Moses. Save Ramses. I'm, I'm Moses. <laughs> what movie are we talking about? Bat Moses. Exodus, God, Gods and Kings. Oh. 2014 Ridley Scott film. Do we really need a summer? Like, sin- <laughs> Who wants to give us some of this? Well, um, cool. <laughs> if, you, if you had a bunch of trash to burn, we call it a dumpster fire. This is a dumpster fire of biblical retelling. Who told us we should watch this? Oh, I thought Let's it was. Let's look it, around the room. Yeah, eyes on me. It's free on TV. Well, it was. Yeah, it was. We didn't have to pass around a DVD or buy anything, and it was a retelling of a biblical story that I thought I didn't know it would be this bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even if it's... Uh, so my thought... The reason I persevered through it... I thought it'd give us tons to talk about, regardless. Right. The reason I persevered through it is, is like... Because there's, there's probably some Christians that love this movie. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole time I was watching it, I was thinking of some in my past who would... This is their jam. Right. Yeah. We should have a... We should have a... We should have, like, a, a showing of it at the church. Oh, I thought you were going to say we should oh. invite, like, the liberal Episcopalian <laughs> pastor lady... Yeah, to see uh, on the show, see if she's seen it and why she likes it. Right. Yeah. Explain why. Why she likes it? Because it gives me credence to be a pastor. <laughs> well, yeah. It's just there's so much not right about it. The Bible sure. means yeah. what you want it to mean. Mm-hmm. I, and and I think there was a part. There was a couple <laughs> times where I almost wanted to turn it off when when God was played as a persnickety little part, high and deep, oh, <laughs> mid level. Uh, when God child, was just a moody little kid. Yeah, yeah. like I don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable watching that at that point. Uh, In fact, the kids were, the kids were deceived me because I had to finish it because I fell asleep. It's fresh, and the kids were coming and going in and out of the house, and I had it on, and they would stop and watch it, and I just would any time they'd show the God figure, I just fast forward it. Even yeah. though they didn't have a clue, I was just like, I don't want them seeing that stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, yep. Moses didn't see a half-naked eight-year-old at the burning bush. <laughs> no. It what was, was that about? He, he wasn't submerged in quicksand? Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't Who know. saved him? How did he get out of there? I, I thought his legs were broken. He like drowned, yeah. yeah. And he went under. Yeah. I'm not even going... No, I'm not talking... No symbolism in that. This was a stupid scene. <laughs> we're yeah. not going... I'm not going there. You can try. But. Yeah. No, it was... Almost, yeah, I thought, like with Caleb, it was almost blasphemous mm-hmm. right. when Yahweh showed up at the burning bush. Mm-hmm. He was a whiny what, kid. What was the word? He's Pet- well, he, petulant. Yeah. And he's stacking wombat poop. Yeah. yeah. So right now, pause the show, and if you've never seen wombat poop, Google it. There's, they're cubes. Wombats <laughs> poop in cubes. Take that, Darwin. <laughs> and one, one of the evolutionist theories as to why wombats poop in cubes is so that it can be stacked so that way other wombats know they're in someone other wombats territory like oh no look a pillar of poo i i don't belong here but that's exactly what it looks like yeah he's stacking 
I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what were the Scots up to? It's stacking wombat poop. Yeah. We yeah. should have prepped more for this show. No, we're prepping right now. <laughs> no. We already did the intro and well, welcome to Stories for Glory. Right. Where we're talking about the glory of God and the stupidity of man. <laughs> yeah. We gotta dig deep on this one. Well, so the we're on the, the burning bush scene. Even the whole premise of the burning bush scene is entirely humanistic. Mm. Moses talks to only one of his sons. He's got more than one son in the Bible, by the way. And he says, "Let's go. You guys want to go up? The, you want to go up that mountain?" And he goes, "We can't go up that mountain. God says we can't go up it." Well, again, unbiblical. God never said that. He says that later about Mount Sinai, but not this one. And he goes, "Oh yeah, our God won't let us go up a mountain, huh?" So he goes up a mountain, and there's a mudslide, and he gets hit in the head with a rock. And as soon as he has a brain hemorrhage, then he sees God for the first time. Uh-huh. Like, oh, everything in this movie is explained through natural, quote-unquote, natural means. Yep. 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 Oh, Moses, you, you can't get in contact with God again? Hit yourself in the head with a rock again. See how that works. Yeah. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll fix the connection. Yep. Ah, it was so frustrating. Yep. Yeah. And that we just read. What do I just... I just Googled if Ridley Scott was Christian, and he's a, a, a self-proclaimed atheist. Uh, Why just to be self-proclaimed? Like, uh, who else is going to proclaim it for you? Right. <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> Michael, a, that's he, not how it works. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, comes back to the <laughs> Bankruptcy. Um, yeah, and he says he has a particularly bleak view of the Judeo-Christian tradition. <laughs> and so he decided to... Huh. So I decided well, that explains why he told it this yeah. way. He I'm, hates God. Yeah. I'm really shocked it didn't show in this movie at all. <laughs> I'm going to make God a whiny eight-year-old kid. Yeah. And he was. And Moses was the God figure. Moses put God in his place. Goes back to your humanism idea. Mm-hmm. Right. We get to tell God, what, God. God is God by our standards, and he failed. Yeah. Yep. And Moses is kind of the hero of the movie. Even at the very, very, very end, like you had mentioned before, you know, he's toting this law that he inscribed on stone Moses himself in this box in the back of the wagon mm-hmm. and Moses finished his they mission they weren't in the wagon they carried it on poles yeah so look can we I'm gonna do this the whole episode if we just don't make a <laughs> statement right now what most of the details of 98% of the details of this movie are on biblical <laughs> yeah well except the names the names the, the, the chronology's wrong the timing's wrong uh, the yeah. namings are right. All the details are wrong. They did not put the Ark of the Covenant in a wagon. Right. They carried it on poles. They bear God upon their shoulders as his servants. Right. Moses didn't carve it into the rock. God did it with his finger. Yeah. Just so, I wrote down in my notes, there has to be at least 666 things wrong with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that, what's that disclaimer they used to put in movies about... Any similarities yeah. to yeah. <laughs> it's a person's past or present. Yeah. Yeah. It's purely coincidental. Yeah. And that applies to this movie. Yeah, and if any listener decides to watch Exodus Gods and Kings, it's all wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't that, be confused between this movie and the Bible. That's what it's called? <laughs> I thought it was God called Exodus Gosh the Stinks. <laughs> Gosh the Stinks. Oh, it does stick. Like even, like you said earlier, it they put a lot of money into it. Like the production value is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the CGI is good. The production value is good. The camera shots are great. But like, it's just a bad telling of the story. Mm-hmm. Like even in the beginning, Moses and Ramses are brothers, and everyone in the palace <laughs> is an Egyptian. And Christian bails Moses, and he's the only one with hair. And they're like, are you a Hebrew? And he's like, no, I am an Hebrew. It's like, are you sure? Like, he's the only one with a beard. beard. Which, again, is unbiblical, because when he goes out into Midian, and he fights the men off of uh, Zipporah at the well, Zipporah goes to Jethro and says, an Egyptian saved me. Hmm. Moses looks like an Egyptian, because he's a prince. For 40 years, he's raised as an Egyptian. So the movie gets that wrong. And how did he fight off the the mean shepherds at the well? By looking at him like Batman. <laughs> he pulled out, he's, pulled he out his Egyptian shirt. He uses Batman gravelly voice. <laughs> I am vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I'm done. Are we done? Right. The show? You could pretty much no. be done. Don't wa- don't waste hey. time. Maybe we should be done commenting on the movie and start talking about how we got this well, movie. Well, I, I didn't pick up on. I didn't pick up on. I picked up on the fact that there is no supernatural. There's no miracles. But when you said you, you have to get hit in the head, you have to be you know basically knocked stupid to believe in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, you know, you have a brain I didn't pick that. I didn't. I didn't see that, but. It makes sense. Like that's basically what he's trying to communicate. And now that I, now that we know he is a uh, self-described, self-proclaimed atheist, like, yeah. and that he has real beef with the Judeo-Christian faith, then, oh, okay. Yeah. So he's really that explains he, a lot, Ridley. Yeah, and he probably knew there was going to be a lot of Christians that would go watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great way to make money. Right. And then because Christians are suckers usually. Right, most Christians, <laughs> maybe even myself, ten years ago, I, I think I'd have solved problems. Oh, like this. I would hope so. You grew, yeah. you're a pastor's kid. Yeah, I would. Like, I, eh, that's not right. Yeah, but just the production value. A lot of Christians probably just overlook the mm-hmm. the, the story, the the plot. You know, the accuracy. You know, the inaccuracies. Yeah. And right. I think a lot of Christians don't know their Bible well enough to know. Oh wait, did, is that how it happened? Yeah. Right. They know there was ten plagues. There was Egypt. There Which was a they sea. Did get, they did get them in the right order, at least. Mm-hmm. But they used the order of the plagues as a natural cause for each right. one. Yeah. Alligators. Ah. There's no darkness in the plagues. Darkness starts right before the. There was darkness, that, like the dark, But it the wasn't a thick darkness. So Ramses right. lights a torch. So it's not accurate. But right. there was darkness. Yeah. Well, at Passover. Right, at Passover. There was this dark shadow the, yeah, the, out yeah, of Mordor. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sauron stepped into the scene all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's not accurate in those regards. Even, even in the beginning, when there's text on the screen, the, just the dating oh. of everything is completely wrong. Yeah. They're not following biblical chronology at all. Yeah. So you, the, from the very first scene, he's already telling lies. Yeah. Yeah. And why, when you, when you read scripture and you dig into the story, it's an incredible story. Why go yeah, through all the effort of switching the story all around to try and tell a different story, <clears throat> unless you have ulterior motives? Yeah, I think his ulterior motives, I, he wants to, I would assume, make a plausible interpretation of scripture. For a godless man. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because Moses, the humanist, was the hero. Mm-hmm. Right. He got yeah. every, he got everybody to the land, their heritage. In their, his hallucinations. Yeah. And even Moses, his great line in the movie, quote unquote, great line, was, "Is it wrong if you believe in yourself your whole life?" Yeah. When did he Rather say that? Rather than God. And my wife was sitting next to me, and she goes, that sounds exactly like Moses. <laughs> yeah. Like, Moses would never have said that. Right. Uh, yeah, what does he say? She's talking about, talking, he's talking to his wife about the kid, right? About talking his, to uh, Gershom. Zipporah, who was unnamed, but, right? His yeah. wife. And she wouldn't give right. up her faith. And, but she would, yeah. to save him. Yeah. I would give up my faith, yeah. which Jesus says no. And he you pat- don't do that. He patted her on the head at the end and said, he congratulated her that she didn't give up her <laughs> Your silly faith. Face. You just need to get hit in the head with a rock like yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 was, I was just looking up to see if it was like his, if there was anything special about why he mm. produced it the way he did. But, but mm. Yeah, it's just scriptures. a humanistic explanation of the scriptures. And then he dedicated yeah. it to his brother. Yeah, I think he, he died during the making of it, I think. Oh, really? Okay. I think. Okay. Boy, that, we can delve into that. But too. if you're an atheist, why would you dedicate your brother? He right. wouldn't know. Yeah. What, did, what does that mean to yeah. dedicate something to your brother? And why? You just contradicted your own worldview. <laughs> He's just a, a bag of a water. Bag. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Going the way of all. Yep. Things that evolve. Exactly. Yeah. One thing that stuck out to me in this day and age was uh, the, whatever, the priests of Pharaoh, when they're trying to explain everything that's going on, 
Oh. It's like, oh, that's because of this. Oh, that's just... You know, natural causes. Natural causes of everything that's going on. Well, if the crocodiles kill all these people and turn the water into bloody water, then the yeah. frogs have to leave the water. And then if the frogs are on the land, they're going to die. And then the flies will come. And then... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and how even the church today is deistic. When we look at everything that's going on around us, and you try and sort through truth and fiction through the internet, but you see corruption in the food chain. You see forest fires burning up the the western United States. You see heat waves drying everything out. Mm -hmm. You see floods, wars and rumors. (laughs) But you see all this going on, and everyone's like, oh, well, that's because of climate change. That's because of this. That's be-. And you're like, oh, that just makes God's ang- God angrier. Right. When you, you see him disciplining nations and you're attributing it to natural causes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the drought, dr- drought is upon us because of global warming. Yeah. No, drought is upon you because God's bad. Right. Yeah, right. And when you say, oh, no, it's, it's natural causes. It's because man is, man is too populous on the earth. God gets angry. You're not recognizing his discipline. Yeah. yeah. So you're totally missing the point. You're missing the point. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to get you get to turn attention. back to yeah. me. Yep. And, oh, well, it can't be us, so it must be. That's what I saw, and that's what I see going on mm-hmm. today. All this, with everything falling apart around us. No ownership. Well, of. it's it's this or that this or this. Yeah. Or it could just be God. Yeah, the all the travails of modern America are because of the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Right. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. It's the judgment of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it sixty years of killing babies? Mm-hmm. Stealing? The government stealing from private citizens? Yeah. Right? Greg, do you want to get started on all the list of Oh? <sighs> Buckle well, up. Here before we go. I, before you go into that. <laughs> yeah. Where was Moses' stutter? Oh, yeah. He didn't have one. He was, I mean, he was, he was. He was an eloquent American cowboy. He was a badass. He left. <laughs> Moses was a badass. Which I do not doubt, actually. Yeah. I do not doubt Moses' prowess in battle. Although most, most of, that's in extra biblical literature, Moses was quite the warrior. In the Bible, you don't see him doing that as much. Hmm. He's too busy bearing the burden of over a million people oh, upon his shoulders yeah. with a stick. Where was his staff? Yeah, he, he left didn't that. Even have a staff. He left that yeah, with his Gershom. Who needs uh, a staff when you have an Egyptian sword? Right. Yeah, so we missed the whole we missed the whole wizard battle, which, Greg, this movie gets rid of principalities and powers. They're all gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the principalities and powers in this movie are not at war with Yahweh. Yeah. Moses and Aaron, Aaron's not yep. even there, but they, they don't have their staves. They don't throw them down, turn them into dragons. There's none of the devouring of the Egyptians' go- Egyptians gods by Yahweh. Mm-hmm. There's none of the defeat of the principalities and powers that rule over Egypt. Yeah. There's none of that. It's what we brag about. Oh, mano e mano. It's just man against man. Here we <laughs> But that's just what this movie does. Right. But that's that's why I called him an American cowboy. Awful place to be. Moses the American cowboy? Yeah. In this movie. In this movie. Yeah. The, yeah. Moses the American atheistic cowboy. <laughs> but this is the movie... This movie did not is not producing culture. This movie is a product of our culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So this isn't something that's groundbreaking, leading the culture into a direction. This is a culmination of where the church has come. Over the generations, yeah, we've lost our enchantment of the world. We've given up the supernatural. Yeah, so you know Gerhardus Voss. Yeah, I know him. I think I went to church with him. Probably. <laughs> well, biblical theologian, well known in reform circles. Yeah, of course. Of course. His wife did a. Uh, Catherine. His, did it? Yeah, did a, a Bible story book for family devotions. What? I said that was his wife? I didn't know that. And in the Exodus story, <clears throat> so when she's recounting the Exodus stories, when uh, God turns the water of the Nile into blood, not not watery blood, not bloody water, but water into blood, <clears throat> like thick, goopy, you know, like 
like marinara sauce. Like yeah. it's blood. Are you saying it was actually blood? It was really blood. <laughs> and then you know, in the biblical text, the Egyptian magicians they get clean water and they do the same thing. They turn it into blood. And Voss says in her storybook Bible for family worship, but the, really they just use red powder to turn it to make it look like blood. And you're like, you're just as bad mm. as, who's this? Ridley Scott. Because right. she married in. She was a German. She married into the Dutch. <laughs> but that, but you look at like Gerhardus Voss, and you're like, great biblical theologian. Yeah. And then you look at the fruit of the denial of the supernatural. Mm-hmm. No, Pharaoh's wizards, his magicians, had supernatural abilities. Mm. Because the supernatural exists. Yeah. <clears throat> And in yep. this movie, like you said, Caleb, it's gone. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's even when they're wandering in the wilderness on the way to the Red Sea. There's no pillar of right. Where's the where's fire? The and there's no pillar of smoke. smoke. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. Yeah. Yep. There's not two walls of water. It's the tide. Right. The tide that's ro- ro- roaring like a river in the Red Sea. This this is the movie the modern church deserves. Yeah. <laughs> right. And wants. And might and might and actually wants. get the approval of some of the. Uh, Young Earth. Big Eva. Or Old Earth. Yeah. Uh, Big Eva camp. Tim Keller might give it. Like the Gospel Coalition people. Well, stuff. if that's your interpretation, yeah. who am I to tell you your right. truth is wrong? Yeah. Old Earth. Uh, the plagues weren't actually supernatural. There was nothing. That's that's the the crazy part is where does it stop? Yeah. Where does the... I mean, if, if you want to neuter Genesis... You can neuter whatever text you want. Then you neuter Exodus. You yeah. could neuter Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. Jesus wasn't raised from the dead. People had a mass hallucination. Yep. Yeah. But then you couldn't get published in the Atlantic. Then you can get published. And the New Yorker. They wouldn't actually like your opinions. <clears throat> Goddess Academia gives you your blessing. And science isn't a religion anyways. <laughs> yeah, right. So. But the more we talking about this, Probably. we were talking about this at Guy Night when it was just you and me. Oh, right. Because all the other yeah, guys Guy canceled. Just, <laughs> Guy Knight normally just ends up being you, you and me. Like, hey, the girls are doing Bible study. But didn't we talk about this the other night? Like, uh-huh. uh, the Christians holding to supernaturalism, like the enchantment of the world. God, God is active. Principalities and powers are active. Absolutely. And the regularity of creation. I'm not going to use the word nature. But the regularity of creation because of God's covenant with Noah. To, today is going to be like tomorrow. And tomorrow is going to be like yesterday there's regularity in creation and supernaturalism creates true christian science mm. right where we have we can actually have dominion over things mm-hmm. and you take out one of those aspects you take out the regularity of nature and you get paganism where everything's just cyclical <clears throat> we need to we need to appease the nile river god so he floods the valley and our crops can grow so let's sacrifice some virgins that's just circular paganism. Mm-hmm. You, but if you take out the supernaturalism, you just get humanism. Mm-hmm. Or what did you call it earlier? Deism? Is mm-hmm. that in the other episode? Mm-hmm. Where the yeah. universe is a, a clock. Yeah. That's on, running on its own. Yeah. And we can manipulate it any way we see fit. Yeah. With no repercussions. Right. Which is what we're trying to do. Today. Which is what we're doing today. Yeah. That's evolution. Right. Evolution. Yeah. Yeah. But Christians why. need to hold both. Which is why our society believes that boys can have periods and yeah, yeah, yeah. men can have babies. Men can yeah. have babies. Yeah. Sure, why not? You you could well, you're just a, you're malleable. Carbon carbon can be shaped into anything you want. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And and you just have to trust the science. Trust trust the priests. Yep, the experts. Well, I remember when the when all the COVID crazy came down and the health department started with their edicts, and the first thought in my mind was. The health department is our high priest. Uh, uh, Clean, unclean, yeah. boundaries, mm. right? Holy, holy and uh, sacred and profane, holy and unclean, and the the health department was the one determining all of that. Mm-hmm. And what did the American population do? They submitted the knee, to it. Yeah. They bowed the knee. That's right. You you are our priests because yeah. the state is our god. They brought their bodies as sacrifices as your little. Twitter thing or whatever you said that one th- th- recently on Slack. Which one? Which one? What was my it? body, my choice. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that you? Or was that? No, I think it was. Or is it Richard? Or I think it was Nathan. Nathan. Oh. Like the Democrats' or, minds are blowing. Or no, where they just go around asking like these. Like, yeah, my body, my yeah. choice. We're yeah. all for yeah. abortion. Well, how yeah. about 
if I that? denied the, the vaccine mandates. Right. No, you can't do that. Yeah. Our yeah. high priest says you can't. Right. Yeah. It's not your body. Come on, Greg, I'm talking too much. This is your this is your No. This is your bread and I butter. I had right some here. thoughts and I was trying to hang on to them and they just slipped away. Okay. So okay. let me let me hum a song while you get them back. Uh, Behold you servants of the Lord. It had something to do with uh, Oh, the principalities and powers. It's coming back. Right. Here it comes. Here it comes. It's like the one tide Here in the Red comes. Sea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Two walls. So we uh, sprinkle. We, we get rid of all the supernatural, and then we lose sight of, oh, there's principalities and powers in play here, because that was what was going on in Egypt, too. God right. was throwing them all off their thrones. Yes. Because they worshipped the river. They worshipped the frog god. They worshipped... And he's throwing them all. He's spiking them all in the end zone. Hoppy, the frog god. Yeah. God is funny. But uh, so we lose sight of the supernatural, like today. And that's why this movie appeals to everyone so much. Why? Why does it appeal? Because it's all up to us, I think. Because You don't need it, right? Right. You don't need the supernatural. There is no god. It's just up to us. And that was the tension in the movie, too. Oh, yeah. Moses, rally them Israelites with their swords and their, their arrows and fight your way out of this, <clears throat> just like we see in all the... Trained up the militia. Yeah. 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 Mm. Apart from God. Yep. Yep. But so we end up fighting against Biden and his administration or our crazy neighbor. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we, in Ephesians 6, Paul says, but we're not. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities and powers. And that always puzzled me. It's like, well, flesh and blood sins against us. We certainly are fighting against flesh and blood. But I think especially today, it's so clear. As soon as Christian, Christian culture is washed out of society, you see, oh, flesh and blood is, is riding the lusts of sinful man and making us go this way and that way hmm. to do whatever they want us to do. Hmm. And that's what I see going on right now. It's like, well, there's not there's not these vast conspiracy. Oh, you know what we're going to do? We got this great plan for taking over the whole... I think when you watch government operate, hmm. it's no offense to you, Caleb. <laughs> Quasi. Quasi-government. He's, you know, <clears throat> when you he's watch, a tributary, <laughs> a rivulet. When you watch men get together in their towers of Babel uh-huh. in the state capitals or in D.C. and they try to do something and it's so inept and corrupt that it does nothing. And then you think, how can, how can these idiots conspire to do anything? Yeah. You know, they would all fight and it would go to nothing. Yeah. But I think what we see going on today is those principalities and powers, the supernatural Riding unchristian America mm. as unchristian America chases after its lusts to get them to destroy humanity. Mm. That's the ultimate. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal is destroy God's image. That's what the principalities yeah. and powers. Yeah, follow screw tape. Yeah, listen, listen to screw tape. See how yeah. it goes. So we're in mano e mano. Actually, what we're seeing play out is. God again battling principalities and powers. Yeah, and instead of Egypt, it's America. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, and we got to hopefully <coughs> stay in our Goshen and watch God destroy America. Yeah, and some of the plagues, <laughs> some of the plagues affected the Hebrews. And we can't we can't forget that. Not only were they slaves, right, they were affected by some of the plagues. And if, I'm not trying to be prophetic, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's say it turns bad in America for Christians, like real bad. We should have the mentality of Moses in the Bible, not this movie. (laughs) In the Hebrews in the Bible, not this movie. Uh, This is what God does to redeem his people. We're not the only, Egypt is not the only one who deserves judgment. Yeah. But we have the blood of the Lamb. 
Our our father doesn't condemn us. He disciplines us. Egypt is condemned. Israel is redeemed. Mm-hmm. Israel is redeemed through the blood of the lamb, but there's still consequences. Disciplined. You're still disciplined, right? Yeah. Because you find out in the book of Joshua, for example, that the reason why they were put into slavery in the first place is because they were worshiping Egyptian gods. They had already forsaken Yahweh. And that was not clear in this movie. (laughs) No. In this movie, they were faithful. They were longing. They were faithful to their homeland. Which you pointed out they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Uh, what homeland? What are homeland? you talking? They, they never had a homeland <laughs> until they conquered Canaan after the Exodus. Yeah. Well, even in here, uh, Pharaoh, he makes a decree to kill all the boys to stop the prophecy of the Savior from coming. And you read the book of Exodus, yeah. and you're like, That's, that's not there. Yeah. No, the reason why. Pharaoh started killing all the baby boys is because there were too many Hebrews and he was worried that they would be bigger than his own army. Yeah. They, they were too big of a population. Yeah. Yeah. And even that's just missing. Yeah. So. But they made it like Willow. Like there's a, the promised one's going to be born. Mm. And we got to stop the promised one from being born. So they go out and try to kill all the babies. Yeah. You just talked about, oh, I don't want to be a prophet. But I think, you know, listening to some Rush Dooney. And you were talking about the... It was kind of prophetic. Yeah. But the, you were talking about uh, if we understand science from the viewpoint of a Christian, we can predict what's going to happen. Right. And it's the same way when you oh, look yeah. at history or how God works. Well, okay. Prophecy. Here's my prophecy. America is going down. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mean that as a doom and gloom kind of guy. Like, yeah. It, it has to. Rise up, church. Like, yeah. now's our chance. Yeah. And prophecy isn't always, uh, oh, you you go into this trance and you see visions. And right. Prophecy, according to Rush Dooney, most often is, well, this is how God makes things work. This is how God, yeah. So the prophet right. will go, like a son of Issachar, he'll go, well, I know how this works. You do this and that happens and that happens and this is what's going to happen. Right. It's not this... The it's special like a, revelation. It's like a prophet's yeah. read the Bible before. Yeah. If God is pleased with you, yes. you will be at peace with your enemies. <clears throat> yes. Mm. It's sort of like covenant curses in Deuteronomy 28 are real. Yes. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So just like we can predict what's going to happen if we mix these two things together, <coughs> then yeah. this is going to blow up. Yeah, well, I meant by me, I don't want to be prophetic, because I don't want to try to put God in a box. And when I said America's going down, I'd love it if God proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. And he gave national repentance, like to Nineveh. Mm-hmm. God gave national mm-hmm. repentance to Nineveh. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes, Lord. Please. <laughs> I'd love that. Yep. Yeah. You know, but I don't No, I think, I think America's going down. When you look yeah. at the, the lack of repentance in the church, though. Right. The church is you, the barometer. That's kind of the writing on the wall is as right. we continue to progress left as the evangelical church at large you know yes. that's the hope yeah. of the nations you know right we're yes. more like we're not like Nineveh right now as we are like um, Belta is it Belta Beltashar Beltashar yeah, and Daniel when he because his father took everything from Israel and Judah captive all the treasures of the, of the temple and then in his boasting, he brings out the golden vessels hmm. of the temple, and he starts having a drunken feast. That's where we're at. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, we, we have all the, we, you like to say it, Greg, we have all the capital of Christendom hmm. that, we're riding on, that we're riding on, and we're taking all those gifts of Christ's kingdom, and we're abusing them flagrantly. Hmm. We're not Nineveh, <clears throat> where we're just out-and-out pagans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're like Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, a generation later, mm. when we have all the gifts of the kingdom that we're rubbing in the face of God. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. And the, and the Persians, the Medeans are going to come in and as, take over. As America. Yeah. Yeah. At and, least in my, my mm-hmm. understanding. Yeah. But it, even the glories of the gospel is inside of America is God's church. Oh. And how 
unfaithful his people were in Egypt. And it wasn't because of their faithfulness that he swooped in, judged Egypt, and delivered them out by looting the Egyptians and taking a mixed multitude with them with all their wealth and riches. They were totally unfaithful and undeserving. Right. And he still delivered them. You even seen it after they're redeemed. Oh, if only we would right. be back in Egypt for their onions and cucumbers. Really? Right. You'd give up your freedom for cucumbers? <laughs> right. yeah. You'd be a slave again? Or bowing the knee to a golden calf. And then they make a golden calf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So America had a reprieve for four years, and what did we do with it? Oh, man, remember those cucumbers and onions? <laughs> Yep. Yeah, right. I'm not saying Trump was a messianic figure, but he certainly was an <laughs> that's, interruption. That's what it sounded like. He certainly was an interruption. Yeah. A great interruption. Yes. Totally it last was, year. He was the time between the plagues. Yeah. He gave us a breathing opportunity and we failed. Well, he... Maybe. I mean, in, in our defense, he, he said some pretty mean things on Twitter. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, Just, Ezekiel never said anything mean. Right, yeah. yeah. Jesus never said anything mean. Yeah. <laughs> never. <laughs> not not the Jesus I worship, no. Right. <laughs> yeah. One of the... Uh, can we, I do have one good thing to say about the movie. If we get back to the movie. The, the names. I, think, I thought you said, I thought you said it was... <laughs> they got all the names right. They got all the names oh, right. Oh, okay, two things. Oh, two, right, yeah. oh, they got the names things. right. Okay. Uh, but the other thing... <laughs> If you if you take not ten steps back like I like to say, but one hundred and fifty steps back and just look really big overview, it did do a good job of showing Christian resistance. So historically, oh. at least reform reform perspective of Christian resistance to tyranny, the first step is you you speak against it. You, no, you can't do that. You can't shut down the church. You can't force us to worship Caesar. You, you, you can't. Mm-hmm. Prophetic, right? Out of the mouth. The second step in Christian resistance is to flee. We're, we're going to move to Hungary. Yep. What's his name? Orban? Yep. Victor. Like, yeah, you try to get away. All right, so you won't let us meet in this county. The church is going to gather in this county. Mm-hmm. Right? <coughs> you, you flee. And then the third response to tyranny is uh, resistance. You fight. So, and it's the same thing like your kids on a playground. You tell the bully, no, stop it. Yep. You don't, don't pick on me, don't pick on my sister. Right, you stop it. Second form of resistance for kids on the playground. Go to the ba- basketball. You know, yeah, you, you tell your son, okay, take your sister, or you walk away from the bully. Mm-hmm. The third form of resistance, if the bully follows you, you turn around and you sock him in the nose. And I'll buy you ice cream. Or kick him in the garage. Or kick him, <laughs> <laughs> or kick him in the garage. And the movie shows that, because Moses tells Ramses, let us go, Yeah. right, it's going to get bad if you don't, so on. Yeah. They flee, they, they get out of town, they head to the Red Sea, and then at the Red Sea, at least in the movie, it's not true in the Bible, <laughs> in, the, in the movie, Moses gets on a horse, wouldn't they have camels? They Where have were the camels? Camels can't pull chariots. Well, I know that part, but I feel like... There were no camels in this movie. How ridiculous would that look? Mo- Christian Bale on a camel. <laughs> on a camel. But anyway, they, Moses and some of the men turn around to fight Ramses so the other people can live and mm. get out of the yeah. Red Sea. Yeah, like, yes. Mm-hmm. You use your words. That doesn't work. You flee. It doesn't mean you're a coward. Mm-hmm. Right. right. It doesn't mean you're a coward to flee. You know, like a street fight. Like, no, just go home. It's mm-hmm. better to go home than to fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Uh, but third, if you can't go home, or if the, the innocent need you to protect them, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And that, that's been Christian resistance through history. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, well okay. Uh, I still don't recommend the movie, but <laughs> I, I wanted to give some sort of yeah. like good idea here. Right. Uh, you know, because we want to talk about what does the movie think us, make us think about? It made me think about that. Huh. Yeah, I can see that now. Okay, good. Yeah, you had to step quite a ways back. You do. You, do, you right. actually gave it points on the hundred, you know, zero to hundred scale. You can't vote zero. 
<laughs> I can't right now. Uh, zero yeah. to ten. That's my scale, right? Or, I can't give oh, it yeah, a zero right, yeah. necessarily. Right. But I might. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't, a good point. I don't know what he was. It's real easy to stick to the facts of the revealed word. So what was his intention in purposely changing things? Like you said, there is a humanistic element in there. But what? I mean, you have the story right in front of you. Why would you? Well, I'm going to tweak it, and you know, have half of Pharaoh's army fall off the cliffs on the. Oh, yeah, that's so dumb. And why four thousand men and a thousand chariots? It said Pharaoh's entire army was drowned in the Red right. Sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't four hundred thousand Hebrews. Wasn't it 400,000 men mm-hmm. in a mixed multitude? Yeah. So it was probably over a million people. Yeah. yeah. Egyptians included. Yeah. Some mix, Egyptians went with them. A mixed multitude who carried the treasures of Egypt with them. Yeah, there was no plundering of Egypt yeah. in this. Yeah. Was, so why, why change it all like that? Clearly it was intentional. I mean, because it, it would be easy to yeah. just tell it yeah. like it's revealed in the Bible. That's a great story. Yeah, the, the Ten yeah. Commandments was better retelling than yeah. this. Or the yeah. Prince of Egypt, the Disney cartoon, was yeah. a better retelling than this. But uh, yeah, I just go back to my... He's trying to make a a presentation of the Exodus story as godless as possible and yet still plausible. Yeah. Oh yeah, that could have... Oh yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a one podcast of Joe Rogan that I listened to once when all the apostles of Jesus Christ after his death were high on mushrooms and that's why they saw him raised from the dead. They're like, ah, yeah. Really? Like, that's the best you've got to explain the New Testament in the church today? Mushrooms? Yeah. You guys are idiots. And there's there's no manuscript evidence for that view. For mushrooms? That they were all on mushrooms. Yeah, I know, right? But you have a preponderance of manuscripts. Well, it was something like, well, you see, the God of the Bible is a phallic God. And the mushroom is shaped in the symbol of a circumcised phallus. Oh, yeah. So they all would have been worshiping <laughs> mushrooms and using them in their worship. Yeah. It's like, did, yeah. are you reading the same book I'm yeah. reading? Yeah. No, really, I'm not making that part up. That was really, and Joe Rogan was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I think that was probably the last episode of Joe Rogan I listened to. Uh, oh, we're always at the tree, aren't we? Did God really say? Yeah. It's, mm. yeah. And Ridley Scott is a serpent in the ear, saying, no, he didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he probably knew. It seems like there probably was like a subtle dig towards the base that was going to watch it. He, yeah. he knew that probably had to be full of... I mean, it is insulting when... <clears throat> like, we we're going back to it, but that in order for you to believe in God, you have to be... Hit in the head? Hit in the head. Yeah. It's insulting that yeah, and then the, your God is a whiny eight-year-old kid. Right. Yeah. Ramses is more sympathetic than Yahweh. Mm-hmm. You have more <sighs> emotion towards Ramses in this yeah. movie right. than you do towards the God who saves. Yeah. yeah. That, too. They painted Ramsey. Oh, his daddy didn't love him. That's why. Well, I want, yeah, we, I wanted daddy to talk daughter. about Ramsey's view of children. When he, he has... And it's, and it's a heart it's a a heart-wrenching yeah. scene. He's got yeah. his limp son in his hands because yeah. he's dead this yeah absolutely this and then the he goes to Moses this is what your God did yeah yeah and he's all you know he's wrapped yeah. up and he's dead and he's yeah. carrying him around yeah it's sort of like uh, atheists today yeah yep. who say things like your God is a genocidal maniac who ordered the destruction of every Canaanite yeah because he's he believes in genocide <laughs> yeah you know, how do you deal with that Christian? And Moses. And, and Christians should go. Because they deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like God God said so. Yep. I I don't have any I don't have any qualms saying publicly Canaanites deserve to die. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And Moses was warning Yahweh, you shouldn't do that. That's yeah. gonna be an awful thing. Right. You're gonna and Yahweh didn't listen to Moses, and he killed all them innocent kids anyways. I think a, uh, one of one of the pastors we know has said in a sermon once that Yahweh is not a humanist. Rob, I don't remember. Uh, who was that pastor? Yeah. Uh, oh, Doug. Brought, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> he probably has too, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but in this movie, he, 
Ramses is sympathetic with his dead son. And I wanted to talk about that because at the same, so like we're Calvinists, right? The three of us, like no one's innocent. And yet at the same time, children dying is hard. Mm -hmm. Like when Herod comes in to kill the children in Bethlehem, no, no Christian, no, no mature Calvinist says, well, the kids deserved it. Right. Because they're totally depraved. Uh, All right, you ass. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We, nobody wants to say that. Well, yeah. Some some Calvinists do, but we should ignore it. They're young, probably. Right? You re- Yes. No one deserves to live. We all know that. Right. At the same time, right? But at the, at the same time, those kids in Bethlehem are, are covenant members being put to death by a tyrant. Mm-hmm. And that's a, diff- that's a different sort of category than... Let, let's stick to the Bible then Pharaoh being warned to be saved, you must sacrifice a lamb and put his blood on the door for your children. Right? So there's the offer of salvation in the gospel. Right? Join God and his people. Yeah. Pharaoh, you can do this too. Yeah. And him rejecting God and his message and mm-hmm. salvation and his children dying. Yeah. That's a completely different category than Herod killing Right, children, but in the movie it, it bypasses all of that because the Passover is Moses's guess. <laughs> Moses doesn't get a word from God, doesn't talk to Yahweh about Passover. He just, I think we should do this. Please trust me, and I hope it works. And so when Ramsey says, "Your God killed my kid," we all go, "Oh, well, he didn't warn him. He didn't, you know, he didn't tell him." Yeah. So that's the humanism coming in on this. Yeah. But. There's a difference between, and this, for modern American Christians, this is hard to swallow. There's a difference between the death of covenant children and the death of pagans. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave that there a second. Yeah, there is. Okay, good. And I think that shows up in the account of the Passover, because I don't think God warned, God pleaded with Pharaoh. God had been pleading with Pharaoh nine times before that, saying, please, turn, 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 turn. Finally, he said to the Israelites, okay, Moses and Aaron, tell the people, tell my people, shield yourselves with the blood. And then the angel of death came and took the firstborn of Pharaoh. So, you know, yes, there is a huge difference between the death of covenant children and the death of... Canaanites. Yeah, Pharaoh's children. Yeah. I think of this in, in relation to abortion. Like, is it, maybe this is, we're already going long, but is this another, this could be another episode. Is it worthwhile for a Christian to be imprisoned for the death of a Canaanite? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So do we, do we go to abortion clinics and say, quit killing your children. Well, yes, absolutely. Right. Be- murder is murder, whether you're a covenant member or not. And God says, don't do it. Right. Right. But is it appropriate for you as a covenant member, as a dad, say, to be arrested and taken away so you cannot provide for your wife and children for the sake of a Canaanite kid? Hmm. And... And it's and it's harsher say, but I'll, I guess I'll say it. Canaanites killing Canaanites leaves the future open for the church, hmm. which is exactly what if if anyone's out if a Christian is outside an abortion clinic, what are you inviting those mothers and fathers to? Hmm. The church, right? The future, right? You're not you're not abandoning them, and I, I don't want to put that up as a don't abandon them no but also don't abandon your responsibilities right so Moses ought not to have felt bad that Ramsey's kid died right like you said Greg you you had nine warnings Mm -hmm. about this and you still rebelled against God Mm -hmm. and now Egyptians are are dying Mm -hmm. which means the future is open for the Hebrews yeah Mm mm-hmm and you could have come with us, 
right? The, f- the future is with the covenant. Yeah. And, uh, huh. and, the, and to a lot of American Christians, that'll, that's going to sound cold-hearted. You know, like, oh, you don't, you don't care. But, well, no, I do care. Mm-hmm. I want them to have life. Yeah. You come with us. Come with the church. Come with Christ. Come with Jesus. So. Hmm. Yeah. But the, the whole Ramses and his dead son evoking in the audience... Right. The emotion to, to hate God for what he did. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's not enough emphasis upon what Ramsey and his father, or well, what his dad did. The, you know? the, the wickedness of the Egyptians. Right. <clears throat> Drowning kids and, you know, I mean, at least theirs was just a last breath. Yeah, you know? he fell asleep. Right. Yeah. Versus drowning in a river. Yeah. It could just be horrific. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, right, I, I, I agree with your point. Um, but the different dynamic here is the church does need to, because of the system of government that we're in, we're supposed to be a self-governing people. You know, So what happens in our communities is on our shoulders because there is something we can do about it. You know, in our republic self-governing system that we're in, right? So we can't, if it, if we were in a monarchy where it's like, I, I can't do anything yeah, anyways. The hegemony of Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That would be different. But when we place on ourselves, okay, I, we, the people, are going to rule. Right. Christ is our king and we're going to rule under him. And then we allow abortion to happen in our community. Hmm. But yes, yeah. I agree because I think we've talked about that, or it's been mentioned before. Canaanites are killing their own children. I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. When uh, when Hezekiah <clears throat> was besieged, maybe it wasn't him, but when they were besieged in, in the city, surrounded by the Assyrian army, and then the angel of death went through the Assyrian army and wiped them all out, <clears throat> I mean, we shouldn't rush out as uh, Israelites and say, oh, stop, stop, stop. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our, stop killing our the deliverance is at hand in one sense. Right. right. Salvation means life for you and death to your enemy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is... Uh, I'll just, I'll just, I'm just going to go for it. It's late. Do it. Just, Let's do it. It's, it's the failure of the American Baptist. Yeah. And... Do, just hold on. And the failure of the reformed view of two kingdoms. Mm. Right, so the state of America today is because the church gave up Christendom. The American Baptist failed, and the Reformed and Presbyterians failed because they failed to see the lordship of Jesus Christ mm. everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, Yep. Yeah, not just the Baptists, right? Not just the Presbyterians, both. Yeah. Yeah. The Kyperian Reformed people liked that girl the Baptists were were dating, and they wanted one just like them. <laughs> right, and so, and gaining a view of Christendom means Christians need to get involved, and in, because, like you said, we live in a republic. Get involved in office. Run yeah. for sheriff. Run. Run yeah. for legislator. Yeah. Lock up Planned Parenthood. Put legislation on paper. Uh, there's no excuse for Christians not to be involved in the public sphere. Yeah. So are you saying for the uh, the American Baptists, it was their fleeing from culture and yeah. escapism, or what? Escapism. The the end is nigh. Uh, what's the use of polishing the brass on a sinking ship? Gotcha. Uh, it's not sinking unless you let it. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. you just yeah. yeah okay. No, it boils down to, is Christ king or not? Is Christ king of the United States or not? Mm-hmm. Well, no, yeah. not of the... He's king, technically. Uh, but it's, it's, in, it's way up there. Yeah. But it's sort of like in the movie Exodus, Gods and Kings, where you have to get hit in the head with a rock. Yeah. <laughs> in order to see him on his throne. Yeah, in order to... Ruling over all things... Way up there somewhere. Right. But when we talk about Jesus ruling and reigning over counties and cities, we, 
we don't want to sound like an eight-year-old petulant child. <laughs> right. I want, I want, I want. <clears throat> no, you're right, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have, I mean, is he king or not? Is he king or not? Yeah. If he is, then we've got work to do. Yeah, do, does he have all authority in heaven and on earth, and has he commanded every nation to be baptized and taught his commandments? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. why are you post-millennialist? Well, the Great Commission. Yeah. Jesus did not give us a commission that will fail. Oh. Just, I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Right? Because he's been given all authority. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it's always compared to the, the landing at Normandy. You know, Christ is king. The war is over, essentially, but there's mop-up. It would be like Christian soldiers going into this sector of Germany and the Germans saying, oh, we're still in control here. Oh, sorry. 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 Oops. Sorry. We'll just get back in our boats. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. We'll di- yeah, you're right. We're way out of our jurisdiction here, so we're just going to let you do what... And that's what yeah. the church in America has been doing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you ask most of the Christians in America today, who's in charge, God or Satan? Oh, Satan. Right. Satan's yeah. in charge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fallen yet? <clears throat> you haven't read your Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. the Kingdom and the Power by Peter Lightheart. Oh, good book. Yeah. <laughs> if you came to Guy Knight. Guy Knight. <laughs> we didn't talk about it too much. We were saving. Enough. We talked about it. The, yeah, the Kingdom and the Power by Peter J. Lightheart. Yeah. Which is out of print, so you have to buy a used copy. So snatch it up before they're all gone. And Peter, give it to Athanasius and let them reprint it. Yeah. If it's out of print. Well, that's yeah, we're we're plugging right along, complaining. I think our podcast chastising. on this has to be two and a half hours. Okay. The same length as the movie. I so we were tactical talk about it for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, let's go into recommendations on the movie and then we'll We'll wrap it up here. Greg's been complaining about being first and last, so I'll go first. He can be middle. All right. Greg, I was just pointing out a technicality. You, you know what, Greg? You're the belly button. You're right in the middle. <laughs> I'm the navel. You're the navel, podcast. not the navy. All right, Caleb, give me give me your rating. I'm gonna write it down for future reference. I don't think I can give, give it, it one. I think it's, <laughs> it's definitely an F. It's so good you can't give it a rating. Yeah, I'd say it's just you know it's. A solid F, but F minus. But it, it gave us fifty eight minutes of things to talk about. Well, ba- yeah, right. I, I mean F minus. Apart from <laughs> apart from the production value, um, I mean, like I said, I, I had my kids were my kids were watching off and on scenes this evening, going that didn't happen. I mean, so right. seven, eight, nine year olds. Going, Wait, yeah, because they've been in four, 43 weeks. It's been of Exodus class awesome. with me that's on Sunday awesome. mornings. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I, glad it's proving very, fruit. Yeah, when their kids are saying that's not true. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're looking at it kind of like they're going, "This, that's not how this happens." So, that's, that's not right. right. So, yeah. But yeah, Good. I just—it's a waste of time. You'd be waste. I was almost a little frustrated when it's it was like seventy degrees and it just perfect. Oh, so no just a good day last night. And I was watching, I'm like, oh, <laughs> watching this. More, Ridley Scott's worst movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all right. That's it's all for the benefit of the audience. Yeah, the audience, yeah. I was gonna say, what a sacrifice. It's for you, folk, because we love you. We don't know you all, but we we love you. Yeah. I love one of you. Well, two of you. In well, different ways. Well, more of them. Okay. <laughs> I love a lot of you. Tell me if I don't know. All right, Greg, your turn. Let's see. How do I... You have to use rational numbers. Humanistic. Um, uh, and it'd probably be silly to go negative. No. F minus isn't technically negative. No. Go negative if you want, Greg. Well, I don't it's know. your subjective review. <laughs> this is humanist, humanism on display. Well, I... Yeah. How, I'm gonna start. I mean, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna write it down. I'm starting with a negative right is now. There, negative. negative one really worse than zero? <laughs> I mean, when you have nothing of something, can it? I mean, zero is negation. So, 
I would give it uh, zero. Negative zero. <laughs> <laughs> that, ooh, yeah. <laughs> I need a mind diaper. Zero point zero 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 one. With the little line, little line above it? Because Re- repeating zero or one? <laughs> I give it that one 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 millionth. Because I think Christian Bale in the very beginning as Warrior Moses was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, he's better than Charlton Heston here. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But then that's it. Out of but five. then that's it. I am, I am Moses. Get Ramses off the field. Get him. Get Ramses. <laughs> so one one millionth out of five. <laughs> one one millionth. Wombat poops piled up. <laughs> wombat poops. I gotta write that down. <laughs> Wombat. Because it was. Boops. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm sorry I wasted two and a half hours watching it. <laughs> it was, I think it was a fruitful discussion we had <laughs> yeah. because yeah. of it, but. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. But on behalf of our audience. Don't waste just, time. Just because we watched it doesn't mean you have to. Like, yeah. Skip. Yep. Move on. Yeah. God, God did put the fall in scripture. So. You want to continue that thought? He put a lot in scripture. Well, there's a lot to be gleaned out of. But the fall actually happened. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Genesis 3 is true. (laughs) And this encapsulates the fall very well. Did God really say? Oh, I see. You can be gods. You can chastise God. Watch Moses. He'll be a better God than God. Mm Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to give it like a 1 out of 10. I I think I'll give it 1 out of 10 because somebody, like, you put the effort to make it. A yellow ribbon? Like, good job trying. Good job trying, yeah. But for all the reasons we've already said. Well, the names. The names. The names. But I mean, like, for all the reasons. But even just delete the knowledge of the Bible that you have. Just, Just delete it. Just, it's gone. You watch this movie. It's the dumbest movie you've ever seen. Like, Christian Bale ends up as a long-haired, gray, grayed man with a gray beard riding around a wagon cross-legged smiling. You're like, what in the heck is going on? This makes no sense. Yeah. This movie was ridiculous. I'm glad I got to watch crocodiles eat people. Because at least that was entertaining. Yeah. Big crocodiles. Right, so the movie just makes no sense if you have no working knowledge of Exodus. Right. It, it's just not a good story, regardless. Because like, we talk a lot about fiction. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's taking a historic account and trying to adapt it into fiction. Yeah. So even in, on a level of fiction, like this is just bad storytelling. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yep. And so, yeah. But an image bearer of God created something. <laughs> and so, so I still want to... I mean... If Ridley Scott was right here, I'd be like, bro, one out of ten. When this microphone turns off, we're going to have a heart to heart. <laughs> so you gave him a one out of ten because Ridley showed up with, showed his, up. He got a- with his Pinewood Derby car. No yeah. wheels. <laughs> it's not carved, but at least he showed, he up, showed up to the to Pinewood Derby race. Is that showing me too much like the culture's in me? He gets a participation trophy? Yep. Ridley yeah. Scott got a <laughs> Hey, little buddy. Thanks. It's you good you what? brought your car. <laughs> I'm patting him on the head. You did. Go home. It's time for you to go home. You can't enter the race, actually. Your car doesn't go down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but recommendations, <coughs> excuse me, for, for families, for individuals, are we saying watch it or not? Would, no. No, Caleb. I, I wouldn't waste your time. Don't waste your time. I'm saying no. Yeah. Um, even from, like we've talked about in the past with adaptations of the Bible to screen, mm-hmm. like ma- mature Christians who know the, bi- the story well, like you, you know your chapter and verse, like you know it well, yeah, watch it, spit out the bones, enjoy, you know. Yeah. But this, yeah. eh, what, yeah. eh, there's no point to it. Yeah. Like we, they got the names right. Yeah. That's about it. What it's, is IMDb? Keep going. I'm gonna, I want to see. It. So, so you, fish flavored ice cream with the bones in it. This fish flavor, yes, fish flavored. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> it's gonna be in the description. Fish, 
flavored Woo. ice cream with the bones in it. Yeah, why Rot- can't Rotten Tomatoes gave it a thirty <laughs> percent? Is that good? It's a no. really bad score. Is it like golf when they get low? It's better. <laughs> no. Oh. That's great. Uh, it's great for us for our team. Oh well, yeah. Uh, some Christian out there should really think about actually making a movie. A good one. An accurate one. Does Lore have a... Though they have the David one. Yeah, David. Yeah. Yeah, but does it have Exodus? I don't know. Yeah. At least have two walls of water. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, give yeah. Moses a staff. Give, <laughs> come on. <clears throat> There's just some basics here. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Well, those are our thoughts on Exodus gods and kings and the current state of American culture. (laughs) You guys have anything else you'd like to say? No. No? All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Stories for Glory podcast. We hope this was a benefit to you. Find that. Proverbs 25.2 It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Thank you for listening to the Stories for Glory podcast where the glory of God is revealed in the stories of man. If you're interested in what we are doing, subscribe and share. If you'd like to contribute with your questions or recommendations, you can email us at storiesforglory at protonmail.com.